So boom, just like that, we are underway. Season 35 of Survivor has started. It's uh, Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. Uh, just got underway, and I am uh, super excited. I know everybody's been waiting for Survivor to get back, and it is back, baby. Uh, I'm your host, Tom Santilli. This is the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, I cover Survivor for RealityT.com. That's uh, Reality T, like the drink, T-E-A. So check out my uh, my weekly recaps on Reality T, and make sure to follow me on Twitter as well, at Tom Santilli. So let's get into it, man. Um, you know, in a little bit later, uh, you know, we're going to hit some spoilers here today. So if you have not seen the episode, now is a good time to pause this podcast, come back to it a little bit later once you've seen the episode, because I'm going to assume that you've seen it. We got an exit interview coming up shortly. Here's your last spoiler uh, alert right now. Boom. Okay, so exit interview coming up shortly with uh, Katrina Radke, the Olympic swimmer who was the first person voted out of Survivor. uh, I'm just going to call it Triple H or HHH or whatever. It's easier to type HHH, but it's probably easier to say Triple H. So I'm just going to say Survivor Triple H. There we go. Solve that one. So anyway, Survivor Triple H uh, came out strong. Uh, A lot of cool characters, I feel like. There was a lot of interesting people, a lot of people to root for, maybe a couple people to root against. Uh, But it kind of, for me, ended in a thud with with Chrissy not playing the Super Idol that had been hyped up. Uh, You know, again, if, you know, there was a new twist introduced this season... It was an idol that could only be played at the first tribal council. It was an idol that could be played after the votes, which makes it immensely powerful. It was an advantage found by Ryan on the uh, on the boat before they uh, embarked into the game. And since his tribe uh, did not go to tribal council, he had to then anonymously give the the idol to somebody on the losing tribe, which was the hero tribe. I think mainly we didn't really get this answer in the episode, but we're all assuming that he picked Chrissy uh, because she had a little vomiting episode at the end of uh, the immunity challenge, which uh, probably led Ryan to think that maybe she was the weak link over there and maybe would be in most need of, of the idol. So, you know, uh, that's what happened there. But um, Katrina now was what they were calling part of the mom squad, uh, which was uh, her and Chrissy together. And uh, it just, everybody thought watching the show, at least I did, that Chrissy was going to use her super idol to save Katrina since they were aligned. But alas, she did not only not use the idol, she voted for Katrina. Katrina was uh, unanimously voted out of, of the game here first. So it was a stuffed episode. You know, I write in my review, if you read it again on Reality T this week, that, you know, this was kind of a clear example of why I like the premieres to be like 90 minutes long or an hour and 20 minutes. I'm sorry, not an hour and 20 minutes, 120 minutes long, which would be two hour episode. But we only got a regular standard 60 minute episode this week. And uh, it's tough when you're first learning, you know, the new players and you're first getting accustomed to the game. Uh, to try to stuff all this in and have us kind of retain anything at all. Uh, You know, it seemed like, you know, to be honest, it was a little bit sloppy of an edit. Uh, Things were happening real fast, and I don't think they really quite explained or let us know much about what was going on. In addition to that, uh, poor Katrina 
not only gets voted out first, but she was given almost zero uh, screen time. I think she might have had one confessional towards the end of the episode, maybe two. I didn't count them. But it didn't seem like she was on there a lot. So, Katrina, we hardly knew you. Uh, and, yeah, just uh, kind of a weird turn of events. And, and how it ended with her not Chrissy not playing the idol just kind of was like a bummer. You know, everybody, I think, watching the show wanted to see that thing played out. I'm sure we'll get some answers as we move forward here next week and, and into the future uh, you know, on the show. So... That being said, uh, you know, it's also kind of weird to me, something I wrote about in the article too, is, you know, when did uh, when did 46 become old on, on this show? Uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, one of my biggest kind of um, things that bother me about Survivor, you know, as great of a show as it is, as it's evolved over these 35 seasons, I think that it's kind of a bummer that uh, the age of the cast has kind of gotten younger and younger. You know, you we often have it way out of you know out of ratio. Uh, younger players, you know, people that you know. Last year we had a, a high school kid, but most of the cast seem to usually be in their twenties and thirties. I get that they're trying to play to the demographic, but if you cut back to some of the old seasons of Survivor, you know, the first ten or twelve seasons, there was always a cross section of, you know, not only you know race and culture and things like that, but uh, cross-section of age, you know, uh, Rudy Bosch, man, you know, season one, you know, was in his 70s, uh, you know, we, but there was constantly people older, younger, and a good mix, and you just don't really see that anymore, uh, so it's weird that, you know, that Katrina and Christy were kind of portrayed as being on the outs in this first episode because of their age, and they're only 46, but uh, to these young bucks out there, you know, I guess that's kind of like, you know, they're, uh, she might as well be a dinosaur, you know, <laughs> 46 sounded old to me at one point until I'm 38 now. Now it doesn't seem like it's that old. Uh, but anyway, yeah, kind of a bummer that she was on the outs. I also thought it was a little bit odd and maybe a little sexist, uh, ageist perhaps both that, uh, there was one point where they were talking about keeping the strong people in, on the tribe. And that's a reason why they should get rid of Katrina and I thought I took that kind of to be offensive towards Katrina. This girl's an Olympic athlete, people. Uh, she most likely could probably swim circles around anybody else out there. Uh, so I kind of thought that that was a weird assessment uh, from the other players. But it is what it is. Katrina is gone. Uh, she, again, we didn't get to know much about her. But I'm going to be talking to her here in a minute, and uh, I got a lot of questions about all the things that I just mentioned I'm going to talk to her about, and I hope you enjoy the interview. So we're going to get into that, but uh, yeah, the overall first take on this episode, I like the season. I think, you know, I always like Survivor, of course, and uh, I'm a little, I'm excited about it. I think that there are some cool characters. Uh, there's probably going to be more twists than that Super Idol, and more times than not, you know, the, the, the twists do pan out. Uh, Jeff Probst has promised a killer episode next week, so I'm thinking that anybody who had any doubts of this season, I suggest sticking around at least till next week to kind of see what he's talking about and then go from there. But uh, he, he also promises one of the best finishes in the history of the game, uh, which is another reason to stick around all season. But yeah, man, so, and women, everybody, uh, hope you enjoyed the app. I'd like to hear from you, so give me a comment. Read my uh, review on realityt.com. Post some comments there. 
Uh, you can tweet at me, at Tom Santilli. And uh, yeah, let's get a good conversation going this season. Uh, this is what this podcast is going to be all about. We are going to be kind of briefly touching on the episode each week and uh, you know talking about it, getting some things off my chest and discussing the episode. And then I'm going to have the weekly uh, exit interview with each person voted off every single week. I get 15 minutes uh, of, on a phone call every week with, with uh, the people that get voted out. So I'm going to bring you that here right in, here in the podcast. You're going to get the full version of it right here in the podcast. And then in addition, uh, I am a movie critic. I'm a film critic. I appear on the local Fox affiliate in Detroit, and I'm also the national film critic for Access.com. And so uh, occasionally we're going to have some uh, movie-themed podcasts kind of mixed together here. So like I keep saying, if you like Survivor, this is a great podcast for you. If you like movies, this is a great podcast for you. But if you like Survivor and movies, this is like the best podcast for you uh, that's out there. So uh, please uh, give me some feedback. I hope you like listen. hope you like it. Uh, real quick plug, uh, before next week's episode, uh, before next week's podcast, I should say, next Thursday, that exit interview that will come next week, uh, earlier in the week next week, I'm going to be posting a special podcast about a documentary that I saw called uh, Cancer Can Be Killed. And uh, I'm going to be talking with the film's director, uh, Jeff Weitzman. Uh, the film is available on Amazon Prime. It's all about uh, cancer and some kind of awesome uh, things that are being done in the in the field of cancer and um, you know some treatments that are available that are working and kind of the struggle uh, of having cancer getting a cure here in the States. But it was a fascinating documentary. I'm going to be talking to that director uh, next week. I'm probably going to post that on Monday or Tuesday. So look out for that in between these episodes of Survivor. And uh, let me know what you think of that too. So without further ado though, here we go. This is my uh, interview with Katrina Radke, the first boot of Survivor Triple H. Hey Katrina, how are you? This is Tom Santilli with uh, Reality T. Great. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, you know, good to talk to you today. Um, sorry, sorry to see you go, though, of course. Thank you. Um, so I want to start off, you know, you, you were dubbed last night as, as being one half of what they were calling the mom squad, <laughs> you know, and from the viewers. <laughs> and moms are powerful people in life, you know that? That is. That's a compliment, yeah. <laughs> Depends how people look at it. <laughs> From the viewer perspective, though, you know, it seemed like you were aligned with Chrissy and that we were all sure that she was going to use her idol on you. Um, she not only didn't use it, she voted against you. Uh, so what? Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff not seen. Yeah. Tell us what we didn't see. Um, so she kind of, I think she wanted me out from the beginning because she thought she was so afraid of being the first one to go home that she wanted to make sure that I was the one that would go home. And I actually wasn't really too caught up in my age. I was because I, I really believed I could work with anybody. And so she kept putting that out there, though, like in terms of, uh, you know, not wanting to work with me. And I tried, you know, I could try to connect with her on that stuff. But I think in the end, um, there was a lot of other alliances that went on amongst the group at different times, depending on where, what day we were on. And uh, once the Alan, you know, Alan, when he freaked out, it was because Ashley and I had been talking. And then he was worried. He wasn't sure her and I were making plans. And so then he created a whole, like, Trina told me that you guys have the idol. And so that's what he did. And Ashley and JP then don't know if they should trust me or him. And Ben doesn't know because then, you know, all this stuff happens. And it's not even on the show. And um, 
And so then I call Alan on it, and um, yeah, so they don't, you know, shit hit the fan. <laughs> well, you know, the the thing that I think is interesting too. Again, I, I don't know. Again, like you said, things go on out there that we don't know, and um, a yeah. lot of times it's condensed, and you know, things are left out, and and we don't really get a full understanding of what's going on. With with that being said, though. One thing that does seem to happen over and over on Survivor, no matter how they try to divide the tribes up, is that it seems like people of of the same age always kind of flock together. Um, it was portrayed last night like it was an age thing as to why you were voted out. Oh, I know, I know, and I was just like, it's so funny too because they portrayed me as not doing anything, and I like actually totally did a ton to build a shelter, work with the guys, do a bunch of stuff. Like I was totally one of the strong people out there doing stuff, and then on top of that, like. Uh, you know, in terms of what I'm capable of, I'd actually told people I was an Olympian. Yeah. There's so many other things that happened. I looked for the idol for a couple hours. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of other stuff that I was, like, out there being, being my go-getter self. <laughs> Maybe look like a wallflower. So, so is that kind of like a false narrative <laughs> then? I mean, basically, I'm barely, on, I'm barely on the show. I mean, I'm barely on the show last night. It's yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I mean. Did, it's like, okay, I guess you're not going to, I guess you cut me out of the show pretty much. That's all cool. <laughs> I mean, it was just fine. It's just that they really try to portray me as a totally different person than who I was and am, which is very, like, hilarious. Was it shocking? And and, and I, I mean, together. it had to have been disappointing in, in some ways, obviously. Like, yeah, because you're not only, you know, not, well, not only are you voted out of the game first, but then for them to portray you and not even really show much of you, we don't get to see much of you, and then to yeah, kind of... So yeah. yeah, so I hear you. Here's the funny thing, though, I'm, and, and, and um, you know, I'm really clear. I mean, I really feel good about with who I am in my life, and I, I'm really confident with who I am, and so... If you know, it's kind of like you know, like the Bodhidharma. You know, somebody was saying to him, like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'll be whoever you want me to be." <laughs> or another time, "Who are you?" It's like, um, you know, once you know who you are, it won't matter who I am. You know, so like, even if people portray me or the TV or Jeff chooses to try to edit me out because he doesn't like me or whatever, <laughs> it's all okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. It's not gonna. It's not gonna change my world. You know. Um, my life is the same. It's it's not like I needed that to feel good about myself. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. So, it, it, um, is, is it, it is hilarious. Yes, it's hilarious how they choose to create me into something that I really am not, though. Is that so, safe to say then that it, it was a false narrative, pretty much that they voted you out because you were older than them? Oh, I don't know about that piece. I mean, because Chrissy uh, was so worried about that the age thing for so long, and it's obviously those four people definitely said that in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But that was that that was like day one, and so I know because I've been working with some old people. So you know, it's so much changes once they get to know you. Sure. So, you know. Yeah, and yet at the same time, it wasn't long enough to really get to know each other. Obviously, for my sake. Expand a little bit about you know what we didn't get to see about you. You know, all we pretty much know about you is that you're you're an Olympic you know former Olympic athlete, um, and then what we got to see you know in, in the show. But like as far as well, um, I have to tell you the Olympic people like they told me they said tell them it's never former. It's never former. Oh, it's never, never former. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's good yeah, to know. Yeah. yeah. They always say, Thanks, yeah. So um, it's always just Olympia, but and um. Basically, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I'm also work with athletes. I'm a ment- I am also a psychologist. So there's a lot of pieces that, I mean, and, and also, you know, I went to very good schools and very smart. And there's a lot of things that never even got into the game. I never got to express because I wasn't in the game long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another part of me that's not one who needs to go around bragging about who I am and what I've done. So I, I felt, you know, that was an interesting thing. So I could see that everybody was trying to get their jockey, their position, if you will. Sure. And so that was uh 
you know, an interesting thing for me because I've never really felt like I have to do that in my life. Um, at the same time, I did because I realized, okay, on the boat, what's not seen is that Jeff actually asked me, you know, tell me how you're on the Hero Tribe and all that. And, um, and I, did, I said I was a competitive swimmer, and I realized that was so vague that my tribe was going to doubt me if I didn't tell them what really that meant. And so one person asked me, I think it was JP, as we got to our tribe, and um, I just told them. And so I ended up just telling them all, you know, at some okay. point. Um, yeah, and so I tell them Olympian. I start doing some things so they physically know I can do a lot. Um, so they, you know, realize I'm not going to just be like, I think it's an interesting thing. You know, I think it's easy to put a woman into a, a older, you know, I, I don't see myself as old as another whole thing. <laughs> so it's kind of funny when they may think I can't do stuff. Right. But I, mean, I don't look, I know I don't look like I'm 20, but I also know I'm still very strong and capable. So it's kind of an interesting thing in terms of that. But the show is weird that way because it's, um, you have so many young people on the show. Sure. No, um, there is. Especially this cast is quite young. So, you know, of course that makes it harder to understand somebody who's 20 and older than you. Was there anybody on your tribe that you really had wanted to work with that you felt you could have worked with or, or saw yourself going Honestly, into the Honestly, my tribe was kind of toxic. I would okay. have loved to work with a lot of other people from the other two tribes. Okay. And cool. um, I knew that before we even – I mean, I saw them when I knew we were getting some pictures taken, like you know, like half hour before the show starts. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my tribe. And because um, literally I was so excited to work with like Cole and Desi and Dr. Mike and a few other people, you know. And, and I see none of these people, and I'm like, really? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's, you know, the universe just works in mysterious ways. This, this, this game, you know, life is much bigger than this game or me. Sure. And I, you know, I, I surrendered to that, really, honestly. I feel good with who I am. I don't know how much you've seen of my other video stuff, but I'm a pretty vivacious, energetic person usually and chatty and all that kind of stuff. And this drive is quite closed. And, you know, when you're – not that way. I'm not closed like that. Um, but yet you want to fit into a group. The only way to fit into that group is to become closed and, um, and at the expense of yourself in some ways. And so that, you know, really was my inner conflict is being true to myself at the expense or do I, um, at the expense of, you know, being voted out or do I fit into this and become dramatic and negative on everybody else and do all this other stuff to fit in. And you know, those are the choices we all make in life, right? And sure. I feel really good with how I play. I feel really good about my integrity. I feel really – there's a lot of stuff, unfortunately, that's not seen but on the TV, but I know how I played, and I feel really good with that. Okay, yeah. With um, I want to ask you too. You know, it, you know, Jeff Probst puts out like his uh, video before each season, like the cast assessment, and, and in that um, mm-hmm. this year for this season, he described you as, as being quirky, um, and and he thought that that might work against you early on, but he kind of made a comment like the longer the more people get to know you, the longer you'll be around, um, the more they're going to see you know that you're a good person and somebody they probably would want to work with. Do you feel like that was a fair yeah. assessment, um, an accurate assessment? Um, pretty much, I guess. Well, you know, he knows what happens. (laughs) So I think it's kind of interesting who he portrays more than others. You know, I think he does that on purpose because he wants to, you know, he has to think about ratings. He's got his own job to do. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I mean, I I know if I got into the merge, I think I would have done really well. I mean, I I really believe I could win the game. And, um, I think if I had a chance to, you know, really work with some other people, I think I could have done it. Okay, sure. Uh, I want to ask you too, then just to kind of clarify about the tribal council, then was there any, any, doubt in your mind that um that you were going to go home that you know that that tribal and did you have any knowledge of that super idol i knew i was going home for sure i definitely knew i was going home i mean it's uh it's kind of like you know intuitively you feel the energy of what's going on Mm -hmm. and you kind of know it where people are at and after the allen thing happened it was like everything shifted to more so and um i was like a square fit into a ron hole you just don't fit (laughs) and i knew that in my tribe and um i'm okay with that like i feel 
really, you know, like I said, I feel really good with who I am. And I mean, I was really kind of at peace with it. Sure. That, um, that Super so Idol uh, then, was that something that you had just found out watching it on television? You had no idea about that out there? Oh, no, I knew before. I, I didn't know at the time of Tribal, but I knew after. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, um, you know, have, have you, uh, you only spent a couple days in the game, but is there anybody now the rest of the season um, that you feel like you're rooting for? Are there people that you met out there that you – um, wish them well in the game, or do you kind of feel like, like you said, they were oh, all Oh, I wish them all well. It's, okay. a, it's a journey for everybody, and I, I think they all, I, you know, hopefully have a great experience doing it, whatever happens for them. Very cool, very cool. My last question for you then is just, uh, you know, again, um, what are some things uh, about you that maybe you would have liked people to know that we didn't really get a chance to? Um, that I can be, you know, actually kind of funny. I like to have fun, um, that I'm smart, that I'm actually not just an Olympic swimmer, but I also am very athletic in all different activities. And, um, I think there's a whole, you know, that's also not something I mean, it's very caring and compassionate, um, and really can listen to people. And, and really we could have had, my goal is to create a family out there and to really feel like we all were working together. I don't think that would have worked with the six of us <laughs> ever <laughs> because based on where they're at in their lives. So I mean, that's the whole piece where at some points and that you just have to honor that when energies don't mix, you, you're better off not being with it. Sure. Well, Katrina, again, uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. And it was good watching on the Thank show, you. even for an app. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, take care. So I do hope that you enjoyed uh, my interview there with Katrina, uh, the first person voted out survivor, Triple H. Um, yeah, and that'll, be, that'll wrap up this week's podcast. Uh, so, again, look for that uh, Cancer Can Be Killed podcast. Uh, coming out uh, next week early. And then uh, we got a lot of things in store for you this season. Every Thursday, you can count on this podcast to uh, be here with an exit interview with the person voted out of Survivor Triple H. In two weeks, I'm going to have my special uh, normal uh, (laughs) talk with Gordon Holmes. Uh, People who follow me for a while know that I, I speak with Gordon almost every season Gordon Holmes is a Survivor guru. He's the curator of the uh, Survivor Hall of Fame, and he uh, covers Survivor for XfinityTV.com. Usually we do like a preseason chat where we kind of make some predictions, but I thought it would be fun this year to maybe talk to uh, Gordon during the season so that we can kind of talk about what's happened and, uh, you know, go from there. So that that, uh, podcast with Gordon is going to happen sometime between episode two and three. And then we're going to have all kinds of stuff, you know, again, movie-related and Survivor-related as we move here through the season, uh, which also happens to be movie award season, so there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. But I hope you enjoyed everything today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can, again, follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. Check out my stuff on realityt.com. And uh, I will be back next week on realityt.com with my uh, full recap at the very latest, it will usually be up by Thursday mornings. Uh, it could sometimes be out on Wednesday nights, but uh, every week it'll at least be out by Thursday morning. And then later on Thursdays, you can count on the Exit Interview podcast. Thank you again. Tell me what you think of Survivor. Tell me what you think of Katrina's boot. And uh, we will see you next week. Take it easy. <laughs>